listening to the Max and Friends podcast with my good friends, Jackson Smith. Hello. Andrew Vanner. Hey. Connor McGee. What's up? And Andrew Latowski. Hi. Today we'll be talking about a novel by the name of To Kill a Mockingbird. Written by Harper Lee and published on July 7th, 1960, the novel is about a small town girl named Scout who lives with her brother Jem, her father Atticus, and her maid Calpurnia. As she grows up, she faces many challenges in the 1930s, including discrimination, responsibilities and troubles of being a girl, and the fear faced in her town as times are changing. One major topic present in To Kill a Mockingbird is fear. By definition, fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or a threat. Two of the most present representations of fear in the novel is the Radley family and the fear associated with the court case that Scout's father is a part of. More specifically, Atticus is fearful that his children are being exposed to too many horrible things at their current age. One piece of evidence supporting the presence of fear due to the Radley family and to kill a mockingbird is on page 74. Quote, every night sound I heard from my cot on the back porch was magnified threefold. Every scratch of feet on gravel was Boo Radley seeking revenge. Every passing negro laughing in the night was Boo Radley loose and after us. Insects splashing against the screen were Boo Radley's insane fingers picking the wire to pieces. The china berries were malignant, hovering, alive." End quote. Similarly to how when you watch a horror movie and how you can't go to sleep easily afterwards, Boo Radley was carved in disgusting minds constantly being worried that the sounds and her suspicions may come true and Boo Radley may be out to get her. Another great example of fear in To Kill a Mockingbird is when Atticus is visiting Tom Robinson in the county jail. Atticus <clears throat> was there fully knowing that a group of men might come to force him to give up the Tom Robinson case. Shortly after the group of men arrive, Scout, having followed Atticus, runs to him expecting to him to meet her with joy. But she was quite mistaken. I quote, I pushed my way through the dark, smelly bodies and burst into a circle of light. Hey, Atticus! I thought you—I <clears throat> thought he would have had a fine surprise, but his face killed my joy, and a flash of <clears throat> fear was going through his eyes. Page two hundred three. This excerpt shows fear because when Scout runs up to her father, she expects the warm and friendly demeanor that she's always known. But when she actually comes to reality, she is met by someone who's the opposite of what she'd expected cold, unwelcoming, and unfamiliar. Another uh, great example of fear in To Kill a Mockingbird is during the final verdict of Tom Robinson's court trial. As the judge walks in, the courtroom is in suspense of whether Tom is guilty or not. As the judges are citing the decision of the jury, all the bill suspense causes a spark of fear in Jim and Scout's young minds. Quote, A jury never looks at a defendant it has convicted, and when this jury came in, not one of them looked at Tom Robinson. The foreman handed a piece of paper to Mr. Tape, who handed it to the clerk, who handed it to the judge. I shut my eyes. Judge Taylor was polling the jury. Guilty, 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 guilty. I peeked at Jem. His hands were white from gripping the balcony rail, and his shoulders jerked as if each guilty was a separate stab between them. End quote. <clears throat> this excerpt shows fear, because when the judge is reciting the jury's votes, calling Tom Robinson to be guilty, it takes all the hope that Atticus had previously built up with his defense and turns it into instant despair. It uses this hope of good happening and turning it upon its own head. The relationship between Boo Radley and the children does, however, evolve throughout the novel. At the very beginning, he was portrayed as a monster and a terrible man, but in reality, he and his family grew on the kids and became more than just someone who they are afraid of. 
but more of someone that they can understand through their own experiences, even though they've barely exchanged more than a couple sentences. To Kill a Mockingbird deals with some very real problems, problems that still affect our world today. We've all felt fear before, and we will all feel fear again. And not many people realize how omnipresent fear is in many others' lives. One of the major problems in our world today is each other. In many cases, people can be terrible to other people. In our schools, workplaces, and communities, there's always a trace of bullying, teasing, and general disrespect. This leaves our society with a film of fear wherever we go. And in our schools, this film of fear can, in very extreme cases, lead to school shootings. This is a very serious and sensitive topic if your discretion is advised. Since 2013, there has been a total of 301 school shootings nationwide in the U.S., which is a terrifying concept to think when you think about it. As there are multiple cases, multiple cases of crime present in To Kill a Mockingbird, crime is very present, even in our world today, and it is still a very significant topic. I'm sure all of us here can all agree on the fact that school shootings are just bad. It's just... Not good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, well, as a whole. I mean, like, why would they not be bad? It's people killing people. When is that ever good? Except for, es like, Especially the fact that it's just... Most of the time, it's not even people who, like, have a reason. They just go do it because they're insane no, or... No, there's usually a reason. Usually if they the get bullied by, like, like, the entire... Bullying. Okay. Yeah. Then, yeah. pardon me. Pardon me for my unknown knowledge. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten to the point where, like, it's it's... This is not, like, not a good thing I have like a plan if there's a school shooter in every room of this building. Yeah. Because it's such a prominent thing that could be happening that I need to have a plan. When I hear like a lockdown, that's the first thing I think. Whenever a lockdown happens, you're always Whenever like, oh crap, school shooting. Like, oh god, please. And that's another thing. There have been so many school shootings that people are like always like conscious of it now. People are much more afraid of it now than they used to be. Because it's something that could happen every single day. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand. It's so weird because this has been happening a lot more recently. Like, it could have. How come we don't hear about this in the 1950s or like before this? And like, the 21st century has, has been, been really crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in general. Like, like, as Andrew said earlier, in since I've been a lot since 2013, so like five years ago, there's been 300 school shootings. That's ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's Lost. not okay. Just not okay. I mean, I wonder if you compared like the numbers since 2013, like for all time before that. Like, I'm pretty much. I'm pretty sure, sure that, like, the all time would probably weigh over it, but it's still like, a lot to go like, over. It'd be a, a huge percentage of it. Yeah, what, I, I what about like you, Andrew? Got any other input on this? I mean, for the school shootings, a very comparable thing that you could compare it to in the time of To Kill a Mockingbird is how people, how Connor said when there's a lockdown, the first thing you think of is school shooting. For black people back then, it was very comparable because, like, no one really has any purpose to go and shoot up a school. But for black people as well, no one had, like, any purpose to go after them or do anything like that. In the case of Tom Robinson, it was like, he was afraid to get lynched because he was black and because people would not take like they wouldn't take the
the word of a black man over the word of a white man. And it's just like how we are always like afraid of it. They were always afraid back then of a different thing. And how you guys said it was like, why do we never hear about all these school shootings in uh, like the 50s or something? And I'm thinking like, maybe there were, but there were other things that were more prominent than civil rights then. movement. Yeah, like the civil rights movement. Cold like war. for the Cold War. This is our civil all rights that movement. stuff. Like this for is, the, I'm thinking like for the blacks. Um, instead of like, like in Scout's uh, point of view, fear would be like, oh, Boot Bradley's coming after me. But for the blacks of the time and the African Americans of the time, they'd be more afraid of doing something against a white person that could get them into a situation like Tom Robinson. Yeah. Like. All right, moving on to the last part of our podcast, we came up with some discussion questions. Andrew, will you read out the first part? Sure. When you think of fear, what usually comes to your mind? Um, I myself, when I think of fear, it's like just being alone in general is a really bad... It's what I... Um, and like It's what I think of... Right. I can't English today. That's what I think of when I think of fear. It's just just not having something to protect you, having nobody with you. For me, fear is just not knowing things, right? It's like the fear of the unknown, mm-hmm. the stereotypical fear of the unknown. Like in the quote, like the scratches on the walls oh, yeah. and the bugs and all that. Yeah, I mean, like, like Scout didn't know what was out there. Is that Boo Radley being a creep or is it just uh, bugs? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just not knowing things. Andrews, to me, when, uh... <laughs> when I think of fear, it's like I just I think of the generalized fear, like the definition. I know that's like it's not like very good. Generalized but stereotype just of fear. Generalized fear. I don't really have anything like an example that comes to Jump mind. Scares. It's just fear. Popping out behind walls and going like. Boop. Yeah. To me, uh, fear is fear, like uh, a good situation where fear is present and is like where lots of things happen in like a very short time frame. Like for example, a jump scare because like something like is popping up really fast, quick and unexpected. Yeah, like someone just walks in a room like you're alone in, like really quickly. Like the person might have good intentions, but it scares you because you don't know who that person is and what you should perceive them as. All right, so the last question for us today, uh, we're going to have to do this real quick because we're running out of time, um, is, like, is there a... Super scary moment from your childhood. Yeah, and we're going to just get to do me. Um, a scary moment from my, from my childhood, I was in a clothing store with my sister and my mom. I got locked in the bathroom with an old guy. It was really creepy, and it took me a while to get me out with a crowbar. All right, everyone, the time on our podcast is up. We all got to say goodbye. It was fun hanging out with all you. Everybody say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye Come on, Jackson. <laughs> Voice crack right at the end. <laughs> That's how you end off a cool. podcast. That's how you end the podcast. That's <laughs> 10 out of 10 into a podcast. All right, everybody. See um, you later.